the future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. It's one of those interviews where you just feel kind of like giddy afterward. I absolutely feel giddy. You know? Like it's weird. Like I feel like a new lease on life. <laughs> a new lease on life. Yeah, I mean, he just. Greg Barrett is magic. We he all know really this. Is. We do. That's one hundred percent true. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's the beauty of some of the interviews that we do on this show is that you never know what's going to happen when when people show up, like what the interview is going to be. But we always exactly. know Greg Barrett's going to be awesome. I know, and it's been like it's just a stable. He, yeah, he is absolutely amazing. It's been a couple years too since we've talked to it him. It has been. Yeah. yeah. It's been too long. Too long, too but long. not anymore. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It's so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. And uh, today, we are going to be playing our interview with Mr. Greg Barrett, who is just here in studio this morning. Uh, he's at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. He's recording uh, a bunch of uh, audio. And yeah, he's recording an album. Yeah. And he's also uh, doing, I think, some like video as well. Yeah, so that's all going to be at Helium Comedy. And Greg has been coming on our show, gosh, I mean... I don't know how many times it's been, but over the span of the existence of our show, really. Pretty much. And yeah. uh, it's always so nice to see him and have him come in here. He's just such a wonderful person. Incredible comedian, but also you know, an author and multi-talented in so many different ways. And a ways. fashion guru. And a fashion guru. Yeah. I always feel underdressed. That's, he saw me today. I don't think this was on air, but he saw me with my buttoned up shirt and he's like, look at you. You're all grown up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel like a little kid too. We're like, yeah. hi, Greg. Hi, we're hi. grown up now. <laughs> uh, but it is, it is really cool that he stopped by. So we're going to be playing that here in just a second. Before we do, I want to remind everybody that we have a fun employment radio event coming up on February 24th at the Landmark Saloon here in Portland. 4847 Southeast Division. It's brought to you by Not Your Mom's Iced Tea, and it is one of our series of what we're calling Fun Employment Radio Experience. And this one, it's again two parts, but there's the private ticketed part that tickets are still on sale right now at funemploymentradio.com slash experience, and you can pick them up. We're going to be doing a live podcast movie commentary where everybody's going to get to be at the bar, it'll be private, so if it's ticketed, it's closed off to the public. So that's why you have to get your ticket. And we really would love to see everybody come on down and hang out with us. Uh, again, funemploymentradio.com slash experience. You can pick those up. And join us. Join us. It's noon on a Saturday, you know, so it's, it's nice and early in the day. We can relax, hang out together. And then after that, we'll have bingo that's open to the public. I have a feeling this, this movie-going experience is going to be pretty epic. It's going to be pretty fun. This is something that we haven't done before, so we're really excited to share the experience with you and uh, and come and join us. Mike, it is not Black Panther. We can say that. It is definitely not Black Panther that we're screening. Um, I will w- be wanting to see that th- this weekend. But uh, but no, it is, it's a great movie. We can't say what one it is. You can probably figure it out. But we want you to come and join us. So please pick up your tickets, funemploymentradio.com slash experience yep. and join us. It means a lot to us. And, you know, but when we have successful events, that's when we get to have people like the wonderful Greg Barron to come in on the show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I think we just want to go into this interview. It just kind of rolls in like we do. I mean, when he comes in, it's, you know, it's like an old friend. You're playing catch up for a little bit, and he's just telling us about his life. And I think we start off on the interview. We're, we're testing the mics still. But we just roll through the whole thing. He talks about all kinds of different stuff, just comedy and himself and his life and being an author and meeting Oprah and <laughs> an, actually a really interesting story about Oprah that yeah. I – that's like super behind the scenes, getting to see Oprah as a mortal human 
It's it's just fascinating stuff. And he is wonderful. So again, tickets are at heliumcomedy.com. And why don't we just go right into it? I think, I think. we should go right into it. All right. Yes, yeah, so you get a little inside baseball at the beginning. So yeah, here you we do. Go. You do. Here it is. Greg Barrett right here on Fun Employment Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La, 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 la. My, um, I have a thyroid, I have a thyroid thing. So my, my vocal power in the last year has gone down. I'm, I'm working at about 60%. Oh. Really? Yeah. I've had shows where people go, I'd be like, why was that show was kind of seemed crap? I, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's the same material I've been doing. And, um, somebody goes, I couldn't hear you, dude. I couldn't hear you the whole show, man. I kept wanting you to speak up. And oh, really? I, I, yeah. And so, um, uh, then I just didn't happen to have a doctor's appointment, and I felt like, oh, I, I'm having a little trouble trying to get some power in my voice, but uh-huh. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, your thyroid is on top of your uh, voice box. Oh, my God. And, um, um, yeah, so it's fine. I'll, I'll get my thyroid taken out. Um, you know, at this age, that kind of shit just happens to you. Um, yeah, you start but, to fall apart. Yeah. I'm having the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. My mom has thyroid things, too. It's yeah, but it's yeah. weird what the power of your, like, I found myself in conversation. Oh, look, I know I, I've become less interesting, but I'm I'll That's be in conversations that I'm like, people. I, I've just said it three times. Nobody's listening to me, and I think it's just where my voice lays now, as opposed to where it did lay a yeah. couple years ago. It's the, the top and the bottom have come off a bit, so it's somewhere in the middle. It Weird. sounds a lot like uh, Queen Stone, the Queens of the Stone Age guitar. It's very mid range. <laughs> there it is, just right down the middle. <laughs> you sound exactly the same to me. I mean, I can't. Well, thank you. You're uh, welcome. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm all the way in here. I you're, mean, I'm. You're up on I'm that. up on oh, yeah. this thing. Yeah, and that's to, like that's a good mic. I'm trying yeah. to smell Brian Posehn. You know, there he is. What <laughs> if you were like a dog? Do you guys have Doug Benson in here? Wait, what? Or is that just his smell? That might actually work. You might be yeah. able to smell Doug Benson. <laughs> Doug Benson. That probably yeah. would. <laughs> That's so funny, Doug Benson. All those guys, you know, to be around still and to see how many people are around still or yeah. or thriving even, mm-hmm. you know, it's fascinating right. because, you know, comedy careers, show business careers in general didn't go long. There were less people, but, you know, people are still in it and still doing well and and then there's 423 billion new comics every afternoon. Yeah. There are a lot. Like, I think that we know quite a few of the local comics here, but then I'll see, like, a whole lineup with people that I've never even heard of. I'm like, who, right. who are these people? Everybody yeah. that's open for me in the past should hire me to work on their show. That'd be nice. <laughs> they all, first guy, Ian Carmel. Like, it, just oh, like yeah. there's always these. And they're all good. They're all yeah. really good. The kids that are working with me this weekend are great. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you're like, working with uh, Gabe Dinger this weekend, right? Gabe, yes. Gabe is hilarious. Yes, 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 yes. And um, 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 Becky, no. Is that Becky right? Bronstein? Yes, Becky Bronstein. Oh, Becky's she fantastic, too. She has amazing hair. Yeah, she's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Her, super cool. Yeah, she's rad. Yeah. yeah, and her hair is always on That's point. a solid lineup. You, Becky, it's and Gabe. A, it's a, That's great. This club's awesome. You know, I'm making a record on Friday and Saturday night. I'm recording uh, an album. So I... Um, uh, and I wanted to do it here because uh, I love it here, and I have family and all that stuff. And so, but also the club always has. It's this one. There's a handful of clubs where you go. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to yeah. ask them to put anybody up. I don't need to worry about any. You know, it'll be good. Mm. You know, if anything, I will want to be. You know, like promote as much as possible. I will want to do well for them. Whereas some clubs, you're like, what? Have you what ever you seen me? What is? Do you? Well, You've seen comedy. Good, Why yeah. is this guy on the show? Yeah. Well, it's such a good layout, <laughs> and the acoustics are good. Like, it's a perfect place to record yeah. an album. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, yeah, it's no, I love it. It's a, it's a, and for and this, you know, it took a long time for Portland to get. There was a club here, right? As you know, 
Parties. Yes. And then I think it's yeah. back now. Yes, somehow it's back around again. I saw somebody post that it's back open. I don't know if it's new management or what they're doing. But then that's all I heard. I heard it was open. And then yeah. I mean, this town can again. support it. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and there's the Bridgetown Festival and all that stuff. Uh-huh. But... Um, but yeah, anyway, we don't want you to talk about the comedy business because oh no, um, it's uh, fine. I people think like to people listening to this are awake, <laughs> <laughs> and they'd like to stay awake, and we don't need to put them into some binaural. Well, speaking of awake, I, you had to get up super early this morning for your fancy TV. I did, and I um, and I didn't get up. I had the banging on the door, like the <gasps> really that my phone was going off, the ringing. Yes, because I was supposed to be downstairs a half hour, after, and I oh no. <laughs> And I haven't, I haven't been that guy. And I'm, I immediately went, "You're on drugs." No, I'm not. You're a drug addict. Here you are, drug. I'm right. not on drugs. I've been on drugs for years. You're a drug addict. You loser. Who's You're in your here bed? To record your albums. It, it, oh yeah. I went straight back to '95. Who's in your bed? Where are we? What city is this? You know, like that thing when you have, a, like in the old days. I remember when you hang, have a hangover, you wouldn't know for a few seconds. Like you'd get uh-huh. up, and then like, and then all of a sudden it would just hit you. You know, yeah. like with that wave of warm and yep. you know, and oh, shame. Nice. Oh no, shame. I yeah. have that, that's just like every weekend in college. I right. Mean, yeah. That's all. Like you wake up, like, oh god, what yeah. did I do? And yeah. like, yeah. And it starts to slowly piece back together. Oh, I can bounce back a lot better back then, though, in college. Yeah. yeah. Like you can bounce back from those things. I talk about now how, like, because I'm sober, you know, one of the things you hear a lot that's annoying is when people are like, I have more fun. Now that I'm sober, I have more fun. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Like, Not oh, fun. You're, then you're, you didn't fucking do it right. Then your, your, I, then your idea of fun is awful. Because fun to me really does mean I don't quite remember. That's yeah. what fun should be. Fun is not an amusement park. That's a, like the ride was cool, but the right. fun is like, holy shit, we woke up in the Dalles. Yeah. <laughs> but we started in Eugene. So I don't know. You know, like Ow. I, I want to, like, <laughs> we used to, I used to always, I have to find my car all the time when I lived in San Francisco. Well, at least you weren't driving. That's good. No, I was. It's like, where did I park? <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> where did I park? Yes. Oh, did they tow it? Yeah. Because that is a driveway. Yes. Okay. Well, that's where I put my Bronco. <laughs> Idiot. I oh. was really, I literally, I uh, like sometimes I think, did I think I was a prince yeah. or like royalty? Like well, the way I would park and just go about my just, life? Like, throw it out in the middle of the yeah, road. And someone please. will take care of that. <laughs> your dad, what is wrong with you? You're an idiot. Boy. So you you're, but you're still sober. You were not, you did not have anyone in your, be- well, unless you did. No judgment. No, no, no. I didn't. No, no, yeah, no. Because your lady isn't in town, right? I didn't. No, my lady is uh, uh, at home with our kids. Mm. So. Um, How many children do you have? We um, have two. Well, I, look, I don't know why that took a while. We have. Let me see. <laughs> Ugh, there was Tris, that's one. We're not and supposed to talk about the one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I have two uh, two beautiful uh, girls. Oh. Uh, True and Mighty are their names. That's fantastic. And, uh, Those are yeah, wonderful names. Yeah, they're uh, they're good. I was just talking about how um, you know I used to talk about how the older one is not a genius. Um, <laughs> But uh, but the, that table's turned a little bit. And uh, earlier this year, I was on the decorating committee at school, and uh, for uh, for Christmas. And um, uh, but we decorated all the religions. By the way, I mean, it wasn't just Christmas. They I was up, curious. Yeah, they, yeah. They, everything there was, and then there was an area where there was nothing because maybe uh, there wasn't. <laughs> um, but anyway, I put candy canes up on the trees, and I um, uh, but I told it true. I said, "Hey, I'm gonna maybe be at your school tomorrow. Um, I'm on the decorating committee." And she goes, "Is, is mom going?" No. You're going by yourself? Yeah. How do you know to do that? <laughs> what? I, I got an email. Good for you. 
<laughs> That's what you say to somebody who you think's a loser. Oh. Exactly. Good for you. Oh, look, look at you trying to be a dad. That is so sweet. It was so you funny. Figured it out. Yeah, she's yeah. They're like, oh my god, oh my god, you're fucking with me. You are so mean. All you're the tables mother. have turned. Yeah, they really have. They really have. <laughs> she's like, I heard that bit about me yeah. not being so bright, dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm gonna be funnier than you by a by a mile. And also, I'll, I'm gonna say John Mulaney again. How does that feel? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh boy. When they start telling you, do you still know him? Okay, you know what? <laughs> With the do you still know? The answer is no. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Like, oh, you kinda... went to his wedding and now nothing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> People change. How was that when they started realizing what you do for a living? Weird, because you kind of, you're like, at first I kept it from them because you just do, right? Yeah. And then it's stand up and also because I don't think they'd be able to process a lot of it while they were right. listening to it and how different it is in my real life. But then it starts to creep in just because of what they start to like. The first thing that they liked as comedy, as I remember, was they loved Kristen Wiig's big forehead little baby hands thing. Oh, yeah. That was the first thing I remember watching over and over and over <laughs> That's again. Hilarious. It's amazing. <laughs> and then True kind of seized on Andy Samberg, and she really loved the, um, you know, the... I'm on a boat. Like yeah, what's the comedy musical? Uh, Lonely Island. Lonely Island. Yeah. She really liked that. She liked the one where he throws stuff on the ground. Yeah. You know, that thing where he, he goes, Yep. I, I, why are you offering me? I don't want your phone. You know, right. I'm an adult. <laughs> and he throws it on the ground. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's just stupid. That's um, a good intro for kids, though. That yes. kind of stuff. And then there's like a taste, lot of action. Yeah. And they also, their taste was like they started to really drift towards Portlandia, mostly because it was easy. You know, you realize, like, as an adult, you get it, it's artisanal cheese talking about artisanal cheese. Mm. But as kids, it's just a guy and a girl that change. How, now he's the boy. Now mm-hmm. he's the girl. Yeah. It's very simple, and it's also done very sweet. It's done at a pace that's, like, almost childlike, and they really got into it. They really like huh. Portlandia. And I, because I'm in comedy, I, I don't watch any comedy because I'm against, because I'm jealous. <laughs> and... <laughs> It made me watch the show in a whole other way. And I love Fred. I've known him for a long time, but I couldn't not be sort of like, oh, it's just going to make me feel like I'm not doing anything with my career. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels like that. And then right. I watched it because they liked it, and I saw it in that whole other way, and I had such love for it. And I try to keep coming at comedy through them because they don't have an agenda with it, uh, although that will probably change, but they yeah. didn't. you know. So I love that they... Um, so then Arrested Development, then they got really into Parks and Rec. Oh, nice. Super into Parks and Rec. Like when Harris Whittles died, they were sad. Parks and Rec. Like oh. that's deep. Like they yeah, got into yeah. that. They knew all the writers and all this stuff. And, and they loved Arrested Development too. And they loved Arrested Development. Jeez, yeah. And I find like a lot of young, a lot of young kids love Arrested Development. They that's really awesome. do. I, it's really interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah. I was worried that's yeah. one of those shows. I mean, I love it. I'll watch it over and over. That's like I'll of, just yeah, put, I can it put it on in the on background. Any episode, and, anytime. And I'll always find something new that I haven't seen before. But I feel like. I was afraid there's a lot of people that have just kind of passed it by and weren't going to see what happened with that. You know, that's the you know? that's the really interesting thing about your generation or like every, like the, mm-hmm. I so I do a podcast called Rock Out with your Doc Out, which <gasps> yeah, I which I want to talk about. Yeah, so uh, Kay, who's my uh, co-host, was in the lead singer of Letters to Cleo. And oh. So they they went out and they they would do shows and and they started you know and like every band that comes back together you know people are either going to show up or they're not and people mm-hmm. started to really show up for them like they would go do shows and like it wasn't this good when we were out there. Oh my gosh, then, 1997, like junior year of high school, me is just so excited. Isn't right that now. funny? Yeah. And, then, and then there's so many people you say it to like I don't know who that is right. That's just, the that's oh, just, and Saint oh, Ferris, yeah. yeah, I loved all of it. So yeah. funny. So so she had been uh, involved with the film um, Josie and the Pussycats. 
she'd gone down to be the backup singer on the record. The lead, the person who was singing all the songs, uh, left. There was sort of a problem, and they made Kay. Kay sang all the songs on the record. Her husband Mike, who was in ex-husband now, but her husband and Mike, who was in Letters to Cleo, and is in my band, The Rainy Monarchs. He uh, came down, helped write songs, and they did all the music for Josie and the Pussycats. Which is wow. an amazing movie. It is so underrated. I love that movie. So that's what's so funny about that. Mm. Not when we were living. When I was alive, that movie was the bane <laughs> of everyone. It was like a. It was like a. It was like one of those. You know, some things just come and go, but some things bomb. Uh huh. Like just like like not like the Justin Timberlake thing just happened. Like there's right. no stopping it. <laughs> People just went no for yeah. some reason. I what, what we can get to that, but <laughs> right. anyway, yeah. That, that's but the whole People thing. actively disliked Josie and the Pussycats, and we didn't go to see it because we knew people involved with it, and we didn't want to judge it. But yeah. two years later, we were watching it when Amira was pregnant and her water broke. That's how bad it was. <laughs> True was like, "Fuck, I got it. Let's go, let's do this. Whatever I can't do to get out of here." Yeah. <laughs> so I never thought about it again. You know. <laughs> anyway, because so Kay says, "I'm we're doing a where the band is getting together. The studio band is going to get together and play at the Ace Hotel. They're putting out the record on vinyl, the soundtrack." Mm-hmm. So we go to the Ace Hotel Theater, which is downtown, and it, it's a big, it's a, it's a 2,000, 3,000 seat theater. Packed. Wow. Packed. People with cat ears. The band comes out. They've never played. They're, it's not the band from the movie. It's mm. not the girls. It's not the actresses. It's the studio band. They come out. The place, people start screaming and crying. Wow. Kay had to stop in the middle of it and go, I've been doing this my whole life, and I've never had, like, she started to get choked up. They play four songs, then the actresses come out. It's just amazing. And people have, like, some subculture of people that really don't care for a great narrative but love good pop songs <laughs> have embraced this movie in a way that, like, so you just never know. Yeah. You don't know. It like, is ridiculous. Well, and the boy band in it is funny. I, I know. I don't. Yes. Like, I'm, that's not, I don't think I was even the target demographic, and I watched it accidentally once. I'm like, this movie's fucking great. The director, everyone up there, the directors... Um, that was a, they were a, a, a directing writing team. Um, uh, they were like, we haven't watched the movie since we finished it. You know, um, the actresses were like, people will mention it to me all the time, but I haven't seen. Like nobody revisited it. <laughs> nobody knew. You know what I mean? It's like you, yeah, it's like you left somebody this... at your front door for seven years or something. <laughs> I've been standing here. Oh, <laughs> you know, like it was. Yeah. And so that's a, like I. It was sort of a. I really got kind of. I was touched. And I was also like. Man, whatever it is you think you know now, you don't. You won't right. know later. I mean, people may go back and go, "The best day of music," and they all missed it was Justin Timberlake's third performance at this year's <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl. Oh, that, right, boy. That I keep thinking. Well, that's why we have the president we have. <laughs> right. The the uh, the rage at his clothes, and I, you know, I I liked it because I'm old and I like Justin, and I and I didn't think he was going to be. You know, we all hate all the comics my age. They'll so be like. Boy bands are stupid, and you made. Right. Fun. That's how you started in comedy. Was you mm-hmm. made yeah. fun of the new kids or whatever, and you knew they were bad because you liked punk rock and the, right. and, the and Nirvana. So you would never. And yeah. why would Justin Timberlake, the worst of all of them, with a perm? Why would he become anybody? <laughs> oh, yeah. the worst perm. And then he is around, and then it, it, for as a person in show business, you're like respect, right? Respect, and he's talented, and he's able to like kind of bring people together. He's not real controversial, but his, some of his songs are fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. For me, that was the whole thing when he went on SNL because I, I was kind of that same way. I'm like, ah, Justin Timberlake. And then I saw him on SNL. I'm like, fuck, he's funny too. 
Yeah. Like, damn it. Yeah. And everyone's like, like, God damn it. Yeah, right, right. And then he's with Andy Samberg, and he's friends with, and also, he's, he, you know, someone was saying the other day, it's perfect that he's friends with uh, Fallon, who's another person who now, because he doesn't have a strong point of view, is people are like, ah, that guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Fallon's just a nice bro. Just, yeah. They're, just, they're mm-hmm. just a couple of nice white bros, right? You like, don't need an extreme in one way or the other, like, all the time. Sometimes it's okay to just be... A little mellow down the middle. It's all right. Like I, your voice. Yes, but it was the fact that we were able to put, they were able to get so much rage about the Prince half hologram or not a hologram oh, yeah. and oh, the thing. I, yeah. And all of a sudden we had this, there's also this like revisionist like, why wasn't Janet there? Because it was Janet's tit and Janet wanted him to take, it was Janet's I fucking, I, it was Janet's <laughs> idea. <laughs> Justin shouldn't have taken any of that, any shit for that. He was invited. He was the kid in that thing. She was the pro. That was a mistake they made together. She had a thing on so that you could, like. She should have known better. And I, I'm not, I don't think we should have been upset about it. I don't right. think Janet should have not. Like, I'm not anti-Janet. Mm-hmm. It's just that we re, we revise history and then we start this. There's all this, like, and he, did, he hasn't stepped up in the Black Lives Matter thing. And it's like, man, as a white guy, you got to be careful if you step into Black Lives Matter. Because people might go, listen, you're not black. And then, right? Like, it's hard to know. But man, it's everything. True. And I just was wondering, what, what do you what do you think that's about? What was that? A, like, did it bother you? We watched no, it. But I remember family, we were in commercial radio. Well, I was in commercial radio at that time. And I remember nipple gate. God, right. That fucking phrase. I right. hated that phrase. Right. Yeah. And everyone was just so worked up because I was around the same time, too. That wasn't that when Michael Jackson died too, like around that same. No, that no, was he after. was after. He was after. Okay. He was, yeah. yeah, that was like, yeah, at least yeah, that was a ways after because. That was like nine. That was like two thousand and two thousand like two. Six, five, no, Nipplegate was like two thousand two, two thousand three, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah, <laughs> I like Nipplegate. we're having a serious question. Yeah, yeah, yeah conversation yeah. about Nipplegate. Nipplegate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Michael Jackson died around two thousand seven, right? That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Oh, okay, I thought they were closer. Or maybe he was on trial for something. I remember like that oh, he might. That okay, might have been. Like I remember those two on. big stories being at the same time. But yes. yeah, wasn't that? Because I remember like what she was dancing, and then like he pulled off the piece of fabric, and then like she had that star mm-hmm. thing around her or sun thing around her nipple. Yep. Nipplegate was 2004. We Um, didn't have, I don't even think we had a DVR then. I just remember thinking, oh, I didn't. I'm so messed up. That's I, that's what I thought I saw. Yeah, like I'm so dirty. I remember specifically. I thought he pulled her yeah. top off. I, I got I got to get help. I remember watching it too, and I was watching it. And I'm like, holy shit! And I called my friend in the other room. I'm like, I think Janet Jackson just showed her boob. Like, what's going on here? Right. You know, right. I, I mean, and I thought Janet Jackson was hot for sure, but right. I was like, man, you're sick. Just get back. to What is wrong with you? So you think you're superimposing a nipple? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to have that happen. You know. And of course, I don't say it to anybody because you know. Could <laughs> keep it inside. Yeah. Did I just see a magic nipple yeah. or did I make it up? And it was such a, it's such a weird, like I can't even imagine the, like I, what the real conversation was because at some point they decided to do that and, and the thinking behind it. Yeah, like of what? Like, yeah, why that? And where they thought that. It's just to push the boundaries, see what they could get away with. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe know? it was like a Madonna. And, like, and, yeah. and if it had been a white breast, who knows? If it had been Madonna, yeah. would people have been like, well, right. it's Madonna. Mm-hmm. That's what you she know? does. Right. Yeah. Like, it was really just... Dis- That's a good so, point. You know, distasteful to people for no... Like, it, there's just, it was just so nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And, you know... And it was um, like half a second. Yeah. You know? And that but, was the big deal in 2004, and here right. we are now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and, but it does... It is... But there is that element of the white guy hadn't didn't suffer the same consequences. She shouldn't have had any consequences. We should have just been over it. And they, she, she, mm-hmm. she should have just said... Yeah, I get bad call. I guess nope, yeah. no one liked it. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> People would have been so. I wish I worked in PR, man. I really, I wish I worked in that kind of thing where I go, no, no, no. Here's what you're gonna say. Yeah, uh, 
I did. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> right? Just say it. You know, I, I need help. You're going to be mad at me. There's no right thing to say. I apologize. Yeah. You know, like I. Whoops daisy. Yeah. It's a breast. You, you know. Um, I know. That's the. Oh, yeah. God. To all of you that are secretly liking it and telling your friends you're okay with it, but somebody else that you know got upset about it. Fuck you. Yeah. Who, who the fuck gets upset about that? Yeah. yeah. Well, have you um, in your. So you were talking about your podcast, Rock Out, with your Doc Out. Yeah. Are you going to do anything. With like a Janet Jackson documentary, do you focus more on a particular type of music? No, or? we are we are open to everything. We're sort of trying to figure out what it is we do because sometimes you think, well, if this documentary is so famous, does it need our? Because we don't necessarily review as we go back and sort of have the experience and try and figure out what the life lesson is from it and mm-hmm. um, how we feel about the band or what we did or didn't know. And because Kay really did it for a living and. Um, right to get that kind of juxtaposition of yeah what that yeah. what the experience really is and I always wanted to and know and never did so I sort of have that kind of like voyeuristic like is that the way it really is and you know and and um, and Kay also is like I don't watch rock documentaries in fact I don't listen to rock I don't pay that much attention to it which makes sense that's sort of the way I am with comedy you know I, mm-hmm. I come across it and I love it but I don't seek it out yeah um, and uh, um, so we've done. Uh, my favorite last year we did ten of them. My favorite one was uh, "Mistaken for Strangers," which is the one about the National. But the story is him taking his brother, who's older than him but kind of a loser, on tour as a roadie, and his brother decides he's going to make a documentary. So there's a lot of footage of people going, "Would you put the camera down?" And it is one of the smartest, saddest sort of. Uh, if if you have a brother, or if you have if you're an older sibling, younger sibling, it's oh my god, it's one of the heaviest, be- most beautiful, heartbreaking stories I've ever seen. Not about the national, like you think the national are in it, and it's kind of a night. If you don't know them, you can watch it and not it doesn't matter. But it, but yeah. you'll end up loving them, and you'll end up understanding the singer, and then the music will make all all kinds of sense to you. And um, um, I was sort of ambivalent about them as a band. My yeah, wife loves them. Yeah, that's how I am, too. I, I adore them now. I've gone to see them every time they've come since then. But that really? is a really smart... Yeah, it's, I, it should have done better. The way they talk about it is... Um, that it's like step, like they make it seem like the way they, that it's um, sold or the way that they, like it's, that it's like a comedy, but it's not. It's a really bittersweet, you know, thing about it. You've absolutely sold me people. on this. I want to, I'm going to go home and watch that. Oh, you love yeah. it. You will love it. It's, um, you know, because the national. So you're right yeah. up about it, and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds really interesting." Yeah, yeah, masquerading as a film about the national. Yes. Yeah. And then there's um there's a uh, another one called Rock of Fire. This one was just weird. We haven't fully digested it, and I think we're gonna try and do a live version of it because we want to have a uh, we have to get together like the Greeks and discuss it. It's called <laughs> Rock of Fire Explosion, and it's about people obsessed with the band, the animatronic band from Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> what? And the guy that invented them. And the people that buy them whole, buy yeah. the whole... Um, uh, like the whole set? Like all of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have them reinstalled in their homes. <laughs> and the people that made the music... The guy that invented it is just a documentary on his own. The thing... Our our review of it originally was, I don't know what I just watched. I don't understand. Yeah. It goes everywhere. It starts out one way, and then it suddenly gets Grey Gardens. It's like it's very strange. But after time, it's the one that's really stuck with us. And it's odd. So finding that kind of stuff. And look, if you're listening and you're interested in this uh, and you have a documentary because, you know, we did the one about the Dicks that's sort of a low, you know, old punk band, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then we, but we also, we hired Gun was how we started the last one, which was a, you know, kind of a slickly produced one about guys that play, you know, on your records and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm just fascinated with 
process and that's fascinating. Well, I think yeah. that that whole thing with the rock of fire thing is interesting to me. And, and kind of going back to what we're talking about with Justine and the Pussycats, you never know what's going to resonate with people. Like for these people, they go out and they buy these that Chuck E. Cheese for whatever reason, something clicked with them when they were a kid or. Whatever it was. Right. That's I mean, their thing. You know the kids you know? that are like our age that are obsessed with Disneyland or mm-hmm. people that want to go watch the Jug Bear band play and mm. they like really dig it and you're like, I that's so weird. To, I don't have a... Right. You know, I'm not a... I, I, I love that people are, but I'm not a cosplay person. I'm not a person that wants to become the thing. You know, it, it never fascinated me in that way. Um, so... But so, but seeing that, like the bronies, it's that thing of yeah. like you don't mm-hmm. understand. There's right. a subset, and for me, I I want to understand that stuff at this point in my life. I don't want to be a guy that's like that's weird. I want to be a guy like, where would that come from? Because you know you you have your own fetishes in life, whether mm-hmm. you know they're fetishes or not. You have your own things right. that you really are obsessed with, and um, you know the bronies thing is different than you think. If you really there's a great documentary about that, you start going. Oh, I've man. seen that one. Yeah, yeah right. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it's so interesting to get a look into somebody. Yeah, who's completely different than you. Right, and the one of our one of the moms at our school is, um, uh, she's one of the ponies. She's Sparkle. Oh, Sparkle. One of the voices. Uh, I can't remember their names. Rainbow. Yeah, my niece. I just bought her one of those. The little one with the rainbow, rainbow yeah. dash something. Dash. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I Let's haven't see, paid uh, enough attention to it, but ponies. she. I don't even know how to look it up. I would have Sparkle. no idea. Let's see, Rainbow. Dash. Yeah, there's one called Rainbow Dash. Let's find the rest of them. And so she's a. So she dresses as a. She, no, she's the one? voice. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tara was she Tara, featured in that Tara Strong um, yes. in that documentary? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, really pretty, really, oh, really yes. pretty. Tara Strong. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and so she, I, you know, I was talking to her one day, and I got a whole other perspective on it because you know I was sort of like, please, you know, they, you know, there's some guys that get hooves and the whole deal. And then uh, she's like, they're nice, they're all nice people, you know, they just have this thing that they love. And, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, and they should be free to love it. And it's, that's, you know, right. that's that kind of dismissiveness that is the small sort of your own cosplay racism or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> right. We're like, why do I need to not like it? And why am I sort of like, yeah. I don't think so. As a, are you a gatekeeper? Why don't you just fucking be glad people like old men with mohawks and let that, <laughs> why don't you let that be okay? <laughs> Mr. Mr. Better than everybody. <laughs> Are you going to ever um, do social distortions, like another state of mind? Oh my God! I yes, I just forgot about that. Yeah, it's funny because you there are so many of them. There, I'm, I'm there's sure so there's many, like billions. Yeah, yeah. and the, and then so you want to like there, I don't know if you guys remember. There's a band called Bang Tango. Yes, but that the, is so that just came random up. because my friend Lisa just posted a picture of her with the lead singer Joe Joe Lestay. Yeah, she yeah, just that is, so Bang Tango. That is weird. There, okay, this that is, is a weird because this has been a thing that we've been talking about. For oh my two God, days. I love it. Then we're gonna have to do it because. Um, uh, it I is. I got it. You have it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there's our friend because she was like having people try and guess who it was. Is that him? Yes. Because that was one of the things they were trying to guess is who is this guy. And uh, like so many people were like Bang Tango. Duh, that's Joe. So they're they're an interesting case because they were um, kind of a metal band, but kind of not. They sort of they they there was a quote about them. I gotta find it where I, I wrote it up here. Let's see. Um, oh, this is what I wrote to Kay. I said, Kay, this movie's been mentioned a few times. Uh, I thought this is a trailer. It's the whole movie. The whole movie's available about Bang Tango. is available for free on YouTube. Um, I watched the first two minutes, uh, which is a D. Snyder voiceover where he stops reading the copy and starts commenting about the band. 
And then at the end, it says they are the unsung heroes of a trend that never started. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, That's that can be said by I mean, <laughs> me, too, buddy. Oh. But like that and they um, uh, they were very popular, but only with a small group of people. Yeah. And they kind of didn't completely make sense as a band. They were really good looking. <laughs> and I remember right after Kurt died, um, uh, Cobain died, I'd gone to the Palladium to see the Motley Crew without Vince Neil. Oh, yeah. Uh, John. Karabi. Yeah. And they had a song. Their single was Hooligans Holiday, which is actually mm-hmm. a really good song. It's just not really a Motley Crue song. Holiday. Yeah. 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 yeah I, the I drumming know it. in it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's album. great. Yeah. So I go to see it, and Dave Grohl walks in. And he walks in with uh, his then wife, and they go sort of stand near where we are. And I don't know him at the time. He walks over. Nobody. Nobody. No one in that, in that world recognized him at all. Joe Lestay came in a few minutes later, couldn't get a goddamn fucking second by himself. He was like, guys, please, I'm just trying to watch the show. <laughs> Joe Lestay. And I was like, what world? Where? There's the fucking drummer. There's the greatest drummer of all time from the greatest band. Of the- Kurt's just dead. This is, how does no one see him? Yeah. And Joe Lestay can't get a second to himself <laughs> to enjoy John Karabi Motley Crue. All of these are negatives. All the things I'm saying right now are negatives, right. and that's a positive. But all the negatives make a positive. And Dave is, you know, it was it the was guy who's going to go on, yeah, yeah, to do all of this, yeah, huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so random. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's just like it was like this thing. So they made a, a documentary. So I'm obsessed to know a little bit more about it. I've seen him around, and yeah, um, in my, they. In my mind, they're just not a very good band. Like I, the music See, just I does. I don't know the music. I, I don't know. I've never. I actually. I, I think I know a lot about music. I had never even heard of them. Yeah, I mean, I used to use their name a lot as a as a uh, sort of a punchline of like, yeah. uh, <laughs> Bango you know, tango. yeah, yeah, yeah. Puddle of mud and bang tango are going to be playing. Come on down. Oh, God, <laughs> we're going to be giving away ten thousand dollars of party cash. Meet the singer Joe Lestay <laughs> of Bang Tango. You sound exactly like somebody I used to work with. That was the I, I used to do a in the I used to do a radio character called the Lemur, uh, <laughs> who was just not very bright. Come on down, cans for cancer. <laughs> Drive if you got a can or maybe you got cancer. Come on, I'm not sure what we're doing there, but uh, come oh on my down. God. Drippers, man, think of all that. Drippers, the only strip club and coffee shop where the ladies are as hot as the coffee, but you only want one in your lap. Five ago before the hour. <laughs> I'm laughing at jokes that don't make sense in entering a band. Here's Cracker Box. <laughs> Cracker, Cracker Box. Candle Box, sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's exactly what. Because, you, exactly when I, when yeah. you know, when I first, you know, before before this, before I remember the first time I came here thinking, oh my God, this is so, you know, the podcasting thing is yeah. so fun. And I, whenever mm-hmm. people ask me, I'll do them just because I, they're great and I, yeah. and I love doing them. But, you know, we did so much radio. Where you were like, am I? I got up for this, man. And you're, Greg Barron's here. Uh, being in a in a room with a comedian is like being in a dryer, being tumble dried. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what was that joke? That's not even. A, you didn't even say that right. You didn't get right. your own joke out of your mouth, right? Yeah. Uh, he's gonna be down at the thing, and then you know, like yeah. ask you a quick question, and um, and that was like a you know, radio. 
like everything else, had its own sort of, it's its own world mm-hmm. with its yep. own rules and its own people and its own, and you sort of enter into it and you realize, oh, okay, you know. And some guys are great. The people that are around forever are usually the people that listen. That's the only thing right. I can tell is that the people that stay in it are the people that listen because eventually people don't want them to talk. Mm-hmm. And they yep. have to ask people questions and people love a good interview, you know. Um, and so usually the guys that, you know, I go back and they're still been in Florida for 29 years or whatever, you know, those guys are, are guys that laugh. Yeah, and they enjoy having the comedian in, and then there's people who are like, "I'm also funny." Okay, yeah, oh, good for you. Boy. Like, all right, I got to give you five minutes. Come on, to yeah. say something funny. Say something. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, you're gonna be the thing. Okay, now. Yeah, back and to as me. I'm sure you experience, yeah. not all comedians mm-hmm. have much to. Talk, some comedians don't have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they write their comedy, and then they don't because they're not, and they're not interviewed all the time because comedy is usually the last. And I get a lot of interviews because of the book, so I got to practice that skill. But yeah. some comics are like, I don't know, I don't know, right. I'm just doing some shows. Well, you're getting ready yeah, for another it, round of book interviews, though, aren't you? Yeah, those are the Sooner best. Sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you've been working on this one for a long time. Oh, too long. We've been working on this book for, don't, if you don't write a relationship book with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of curious how that works. Hard. Yeah. It. You know what? Um, uh, it'll just, actually, to be honest, at the end of the day, it probably is what, saved or fixed what was wrong with our marriage. Really? Which, which everyone will ever encounters it. Um, yeah, because we had to really think about it and talk about it and fight about it and not talk about it and then not talk about whether we were going to talk about it and then go, well, how can we write a book about it if we don't talk about it? And it's like, why don't we just write the book and then then we... Wow. <laughs> you know how we had to do that? I forced her to have a podcast with me. Really? So I finally I said, well, let's do a podcast. We're going to put out the book. Now, I didn't want to do a podcast with my wife, and she didn't want to do a podcast. She didn't even listen to him. She's one of those people. I don't mm. listen to podcasts, which I, then I get mad. That's like saying, what? <laughs> <laughs> They're just thinking. <laughs> Honey, I, I do a lot of them. <laughs> I, I, I do. And also, they're where it, get, wake up. Right. Come join us in tomorrow. What are you interested in? She There's just a wa- podcast She for just it. wants yeah. to listen to, all, to whatever alternative music. She wants to listen to new alternative music all the time. She was in the music industry. That's all she ever wants to listen to mm-hmm. is like Sirius XM or whatever, you know, K, you know, the KCRW, whatever. She, you know, she just not that interested in talking. Um, but I finally said, look, it, it, it will help the book. I promise you. In fact, it probably goes the other way around now. So the book will support the podcast, which will be more of a thing. So we sat down to have a podcast, and suddenly we were talking to each other in a way we never did because we invited a third invisible guest, right? Mm-hmm. So we yeah. had to behave. Yeah. And we had, had to, to listen. actually analyze and be like, okay, somebody and else I'm is going to hear this. We had conversations where she'd go, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then I would be like, oh, fuck, oh, you're married cool. to that guy. So it's like an invisible therapist I'm not almost. kidding you, man. Yeah. I, yeah, if you're having trouble with your spouse, man, get a couple of mics, try and just talk to each other about it, but do it. So you can go also listen back to it because you go back and go, oh, I didn't even hear her say that. Or oh, there's me talking again. Like it's really interesting to put your relationship, uh-huh. r- record it, or, and, or even do it with a producer. Sometimes, you know, we, now we, 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 we're, uh, we're with the, um, it used to be Feral, but now it's called Starburns. We're doing it with them. Mm-hmm. And it comes out in a couple of weeks and we've done like 10 of them and now we have a producer. But the same thing, it's like we still want to be honest and open, but we, are, we use our manners and we listen and we don't, you try to be present, not bring all the... But yeah. I have all this evidence against you in my insanity, all this box right. of ideas that are probably all wrong and remembered incorrectly. Um, it really helps you sort of sort through your thought process as you're talking to your spouse, which is not something you do in the moment. Wow. And know? this is why you write books about relationships, because you clearly can – you've figured it out. Well, I, I've tried – here's the thing. I uh, – 
I just have always been fascinated with the way people think and why they beha- behave, and I'm always wondering right. why something happens, like the ja- like the Timberlake thing. I'm like, what happened in the interim where this guy who seemed like we were all okay with it last I checked in, there was such a visceral dislike of everything he'd done and things he should have done and things and the dis- all this stuff, and I what? Nothing actually happened. This mm-hmm. is so not. Where are we? I was like, I tweeted your your um, hologram. It was about the hologram. It was the day before. I said your hologram rage is going to get you everything you've always wanted out of life. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you? What? That that's what you're up about today. That your insides are spinning around. You're all hot. You're typing. And you're angry because Justin Timberlake, who you don't know, might do a song next to a hologram at the Super Bowl, which has always been the home of integrity. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, yeah, where uh, are you? Yeah. What it's like are getting pre mad about something that hasn't even happened. Right. And you're yeah. not. It's like, and you, you know, it was Katy Perry dancing with a dinosaur a couple of years ago, or a shark, or whatever it was. I mean, it's right. not. This isn't, yeah, the epitome of right. a thing social that, commentary. <laughs> right. Right, and that the rage. I mean, even about stuff like even stuff like Kaepernick. It's like either get out in the world and sow some seeds of change yourself, but you're doing this to your body. Your body doesn't know the difference between this is my pop culture rage and this is my rage at my partner. It is just like fuck. Uh, this is how we make cancer, mm-hmm. you know. And it, and we we are in this constant state of upset, and we're trying to know how smart we are, and that we have opinions, and it's. Very bad. Nobody's listening. Nobody's nobody. And no one's allowed to say they're wrong. No one's allowed to say. And we and and the thing that's so interesting. And look, the Me Too movement is the most necessary thing that has happened probably in my lifetime. I think it'll be the most significant shift if it continues in the way. And it's absolutely right. Black Lives Matter. The same thing. But the 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 just the white men. Are have are way are waking up. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just a fact, and yeah. it, it'll be 100%. everything. It will wake. It will be the like for those that get it. It will be the domino that topples all of behavior because you just suddenly start going, "I'm wrong," yeah. or even the thing I think I know, I don't really know it because I don't act that way, or my life is still letting me have thing, even though I am acknowledging that I know that's wrong. My life still still profits right from the way things still benefiting are now. From it. That's yeah. right, and it's going to stop, and then you're going to really be like, oh, fuck, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And then, like, I was getting around earlier, someday we're going to go. So, actually, this whole country started with white people. Isn't that funny? Not one of them left. <laughs> oh, God. There's a few. Kevin, There's get me my tea, will you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even, like, with the Me Too thing as a woman, like, I, I, it has helped me realize how many things that I've just perceived as normal when, in actually, they're not. Like, I've let people treat me certain ways or yep. act certain ways, and I'm like, I'm allowing that to happen with that if I'm not addressing it. Right. And we keep, I think people are going to go, well, but this one is okay. This No, uh, no. It, mm. Actually, yeah. you don't get to decide. You don't get to decide, period. That's just how it is, you know? Are there going to be mistakes made? Yes. Are people going to use it to their own advantage? Are people going to get hurt that shouldn't get hurt? You know, are there things going to be blown out of proportion? Absolutely. That's what happens. And then that stuff has to sort it out. And I think at that mm-hmm. point, you just have to know... If you're a person being accused of something, did you or didn't you? You know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know, when this stuff started happening, you start going back through your whole life and going like, was that? I and I got to make sure. Yeah. I got to uh-huh. make sure, mm-hmm. you know, because people are people and none of us is all good and everyone makes right. mistakes. And you, uh, there are things where you go, oh, yeah, I guess I was, 
kind of homophobic back then. I didn't mean to be. I didn't think I was, but that was the level at which you could be not homophobic and still say homophobic things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yep. It was almost that thing of like, look, I'm I'm basically saying it's okay that they're here. Uh, that's not really enough, right? Yeah. You know, but you don't know in the moment what it is you are. You just are evolving. But sometimes you look back and go, oh, that's oof. yeah. Wish I hadn't done that. But that's yeah. part of learning, though, and growing and yeah. understanding. And yeah. like you said, saying, oh, I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. I think it's an exciting time to live. I think people are going to be, I, you know, people are uh, stressed and there's a lot. But it's all coming to a head, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's, I think what comes out of this, well, it's either good or very bad. Yeah, it's going to be one I'm or the other. rooting for good. I'm yeah. rooting for good. Yeah. I mean, my, you know, um, but what the, the experiences my daughters are having, they're so engaged at such an early age. And so... Um, that stuff will seem silly to them, mm-hmm. right? It'll be like hopefully, um, yeah. You know, I mean, when I was her age, people we were going to the we were going to the moon and stuff. That's what we were all about. We were all about you know, mm-hmm. and sort of coming out of the atomic age and going. Oh, I, I, radiation is actually bad for people. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. that's what's happening. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, um, yeah. So it's like super interesting times. Um, but my so my thought processes are always like, what's happening with the culture? Mm-hmm. What is it that we know that's new? You know, what? how does that even affect how you write a book about people? Yeah. And then at the end of the day, the responsibility for pretty much everything and the way you see the world and the way and what you think's happening to you is you. That's the real deal. It's like, yeah, you know, think about it, you know, think about it differently. You know, maybe this, you know, maybe your marriage sucks because you suck. Yeah. You know, and your attitude sucks yeah. about it. And you want to blame the institution, which always takes it. And then the next person is your wife, and then it's your career, and then all this stuff happened to you. And when it happened to you, you're like, okay, if you're using the word, what happened to me was, you know, you better make sure right. you figured that out and you're okay with it because it didn't, you happened to it, mm-hmm. and it right? Yeah, it's getting heavy. Yeah. <laughs> That's inspiring. No, it is. I, it's always inspiring having you in. I always, the thing I like about you, Greg, is that whenever you come in, I always feel better. Do you? you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Well, and you're great. giving you're I so need to give a different perspective. I want to take that into my house at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Well, you'll put it yeah. you put it out in people's houses. I mean, with your talking, with your comedy, with your books, with everything that you do. So Yeah, kind of it's funny with comedy because I do love comedy, but I sometimes I've always felt like there's a place that I want to be that's somewhere in between the two. Because I love talking when the book first came out, you know, it was weird because it was a huge shift. I was doing comedy about going to rock shows and Mm -hmm. I was hanging out with Brian Posehn and all my alternative comedy buddies and I didn't quite know what I was supposed to do over in that other world right because it is a different world your self help world you know uh, and those people would come, and they were like, I don't want to hear you about your fingering your dog. Just talk to me about my boyfriend. I go, right, no, but the fingering my dog thing was the funniest bit that I do. And I did. I didn't mean to. I was asleep. Oh, I didn't God. finger. I just I thought that I was rubbing her neck. It was her butthole. It doesn't oh, matter. <laughs> oh, that's a horror. I just put, I had my, I was scratching her under what I thought was her jaw. And then I'm like, that is her tail. And that, so I'm ostensibly I'm rubbing oh. her butthole. And she's loving it. She is like on her, she's making a cat sound. She's a dog. <laughs> And I'm now I've said something I don't want to say, and it's oh, awkward man. in the morning. <laughs> hi, hi. Well, you're awake. That's not going to happen again, by the uh, way. Our rescue terrier. Oh, my God. So, uh, uh, so you know, but girls, yeah. like, girls are like that, yeah, but I'm in crisis with my boyfriend. And I thought, I got to, I want to find that place where I can go deal with that and, you know, be funny about it. But um, because I do like, to, I like to hear what. Other people have to say, I like to know what their experiences are. I can't yeah. learn anything if it, there isn't a dialogue. But in a comedy club, it doesn't make sense to suddenly stop and go, all right, so tell me what. Yeah. Tell me about your pain. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I just can, <laughs> we just, Can we get the light on this person right yeah, here? We just had yeah. calamari. I don't, we had wings and shit. Now you're going to talk. They don't serve wings at Oprah. <laughs> oh. 
They should have served wings at Oprah. <laughs> I would should. imagine that you could get anything at Oprah. Because you've been on Oprah, right? I was on Oprah a couple. Yeah, I was on Oprah yeah. three times, and on the, we taught a life class a couple of years ago. Mira and I did, and we got to hang out with her. But that was a fun one, getting to hang out with her before the. So on Oprah, like the old show, Oprah. Yeah, in the old show, you didn't say her until you got. You only saw her on stage, like when you were on stage. Uh-huh. The first time I met her was when everybody else. You just walk out, and there she is. You're there, and then she comes out. Wow. You remember, you know, that uh-huh. she would yeah. come through oh, the yeah, arches yeah. and they'd all go crazy. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and pandemonium, like a pandemonium I've never seen. I've never seen people, I've never been in a, I've never been anywhere where somebody reacted that strongly to another human being. That thing of like all of Beatlemania, but like times 10 for a talk yeah. show host. Oh, mm-hmm. I have friends who are big, oh, I could see like Lily. Yeah. I mean, like Oprah, Oprah, Ellen. Oprah and Ellen too. Yeah, people yeah. just go, and she, you know, she's been doing it for a long time. And so, and the when I went, the, she'd given the cars away the week before, so she was on fire. She was, you know, at the peak of her power, and she was super. You know, she's bays off. She's she's what you think she is. You know, um, yeah. um, and even the parts you like, you know, she's a serious person. She didn't have a ton of time for you because she's got a she's operating a universe and right. <laughs> but she was super good to us. But when we went and did her show at her network. She was like, well, they want it. She wants to get together and sort of run through it with you beforehand. And I was like, oh, okay. And so Mira oh. and I got there early. She came down in her pajamas. What? Hair not done, no makeup. Wow. Came down in her pajamas. and Like mortal Oprah. Yeah, just came down <laughs> with one other person, and then she came sat on the chair. <laughs> and you forget, or I forget, all right, she's like you guys. Like She's like us. She's mm-hmm. in show business. Yeah. She's not a doctor. Yeah. She's not a princess or a queen she's not a she's not royal she doesn't have responsibility it's like she's a hoofer she's a person that wanted to be in show business and she found an area but she knows where to look into the camera and she knows Uh that some things are ramped up and some things aren't and that there's a bit of a show business thing to it and she's funny and she Mm -hmm. was a little bit i remember being a little bit racy and like can't remember we made some sort of funny dirty joke or whatever but really like oh right we're not actually that different in a way, you know, yeah. Yeah. and she was super, super nice and all that, you know. Um, um, yeah, it was a, it was really a fascinating thing, you know. That's interesting. Um, um, kind of seeing behind the curtain a little bit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And we had gone to talk about this dating book that we wrote that was not our, for me, it's okay, it's called, it's just a fucking date, but it's not our finest moment. And I, but we were, we had been, I things had not been good, and we were just sort of putting our things back together. So you can, it's weird. Like, it, you know, yeah. you yeah, watch yeah. all this stuff, and like, these people are telling us how to live, but we don't know how to do it. Yeah, all. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Oprah is, but Oprah is, and then you start realizing, oh, yeah, I, if, I mean, I don't know that I want everything that Oprah has, but. Oprah's not different than you. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. just present for her life, and she's focused on it. And and also, there are compromises to be made. You know, she doesn't have kids. She, mm-hmm. I don't know what her marital status thing is, but she seems where it is. It's fine with her. But she had to be. This had to be her life to be that. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that's a hard trade off. The whole idea that anyone can have it all is silly. Yeah, because you, you have to have sacrifices. Somebody, yeah, something has to pay. You know what I mean? Something has to. My friends, our friend's mom just passed away, um, and she was uh, my age, fifty-four. She had cancer, and she was a film producer. And she, um, uh, her name was Ali Shermer, and she made one of the first things she made was the American Pie movies. Um, she knew from eight, from eight years old. She she was uh, uh, quintuplets. Wow, she was one of four kids, right, in the womb. And all three of them said she wanted to produce shows at eight. She would make us sit around and talk about the plots of Mary Tyler Moore and 
Wow. Rhoda, like she would sit down and talk about story. Like she was just so, so she had a girl that became one of my daughter's best friends and, and all that, but she produced um, uh, uh, the Born series and then she got fired from Paramount or whatever it was. And then she independently produced The Hunger Games, found the book, The Hunger Games, and passed it along. Wow. To David Fincher, who said, this is a terrible book. I wouldn't let my 14-year-old finish. And who's going to make a movie about kids killing kids? He jokingly said that at her service. And so she did. And then she, um, so The Hunger Games. And then she produced the last two, the solo, Han Solo. Oh, really? Wow. Star Wars stuff. What a career. But yeah. we saw her very little you know she wasn't in her daughter's life like my wife is in my daughter's life because mm -hmm. that's what she did and she was great at it and so there is a sacrifice in a way right but you know those films mean a lot to a lot of people and a lot mm -hmm. of people go to work like because of her a lot happened so mm -hmm. um you just have to be comfortable with this is who i am and if everyone wants to you know come along for it and you can still want to have kids and and you can say, this is what it's going to be, and you're going to see more of your dad, and that's how it goes. I mean, but you just have to be clear about that. You yeah. know, there's no shame in it because there's only so many hours in a day, but, you know, life requires a lot of your attention. Wow. You know? Yeah. I this feel is, like I've, I know, I feel yeah. like I've come to like a therapy session or something. Yeah. That's perfect. It's like you have to be realistic, like understand yeah. your limitations. Yeah. And you have to, you know, lose something to gain something. Yes. And also how the outside world sees you doesn't make a difference either. So if you don't want to do that and you are happy being a mom or just a dad and, you know, and you don't have the same aspirations as everybody else or you don't want to be in or the whole idea. I will say the one thing of like you can be, you know, the idea that what you're doing isn't good and you have a dream outside of the thing that you do when in fact maybe your dream is just to live life and work like there's maybe you just like working or you don't yeah. love it, but it's takes care of the thing that you do get to do yeah and just because that isn't you being a painter or whatever i think we make it we tell people there's this other life they should be having all the time and i'm not necessarily sure that's right or smart you'll know if there's something else you should be doing because you'll be probably half doing it all the time yeah for Until me, it's masturbating. Uh, right. I, I, yeah. I didn't know that that was I what mean, I should be. I mean, if you're good at it, you know what I mean? Just is a thing I need yeah. to be doing in private, but it's just something I'm very good at. You can do it at your Amsterdam shows. The next shows. book, right there. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> okay, well, well, I hope this has been as life-changing for all of you out there as uh, this has been for us. This has been amazing. Well, and that's why you should go see Greg. Yes. Yeah, so. it's not a lecture, though. I, I There are jokes. <laughs> He's also very funny. Yeah, there's jokes and it's funny, and um, uh, and I can diagnose you out in the hallway. I can also give you a haircut. Uh, right. I'm not licensed to do so. I am licensed to marry you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the haircuts will be illegal and fun, and I only give the same one, which is a State Department haircut. <laughs> well, so it's called go. the McCabe. And I do have to say, Greg has some pretty sweet hair too. There are two Gregs in here, both with yeah. good hair. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. got great. You guys have good, yeah. you guys have good yeah. heads of hair. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. Solid haired you people have a good in here. Head of hair yeah. too. Oh, thank you so much. I took. We were talking about it yesterday. Um, there are certain guests that we have on where I'm just like, like I'll be like, all right, I don't really care what I look like, but you're always so stylish. I'm like, Greg is a shower guest. I'm gonna take a shower. <laughs> shower. Oh man, I'm a shower guest. That is. You're awesome. a shower guest. Uh, yeah. See, imagine what every other day is like when I'm in here, though. It's not a shower. Oh, no, day. it's not shower. I'm not a shower I usually guest. shower in the afternoon. Yeah. No, this is special. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm flattered because I think you're adorable. Always, I, I'm being very careful with my words right now because I don't want to cross That'll any That'll be lines. our tagline, oh, Greg Barrett, I turned to a woman the other day and I started to say, you, this woman, I, I was at an A meeting and a woman sat down next to me and she's somebody I knew a little bit and I, she smelled really good and I started to tell her, you sm uh, and then I was like, I, and she goes, what? I go, it, it, without trying to break any... 
Without trying to offend you, you smell good. She goes, just fucking tell me I smell good. Is that the how it's going to fucking go now? <laughs> Who am I going to tell me? I guess I smell good. I put a fucking perfume on. That's why I did it. <laughs> Who the fuck? Men, you better not. God damn it. I want a fucking compliment. I was like, oh boy, it's going to get weird. <laughs> <coughs> we'll go see Greg this weekend. Get your tickets, heliumcomedy.com. <laughs> so a show tonight, two tomorrow and two Saturday. That's right. Heck yeah. And these are all going for the for the recording. Well, Friday and Saturday I'm going to record, and I'm also going to, there's going to be some video. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Get your tickets. Go to all of them. Yes. Is this going to be, um, so are you going to wear like the same thing two days in a row? I think I might, and I haven't yeah. figured out what that is yet. <gasps> yeah, I was going to oh, ask yeah. you. I haven't figured it out. I have brought a suit, but I'm like, I don't know if it's suit. I mean, I really... You get up here and you're like, man, it just feels good in a pair of corduroys and a flannel. I may just go oh, ninety. I may just go ninety four. I may yeah. just go full Pearl Jam. Bring a bicycle on stage. That's my favorite <laughs> thing. Is that like nineties fashion is back? I'm like, oh my god, this is my comfortable place. This is exactly all the stuff that I like. I got. I I sort of know Mike McCready. Um, meaning that we text and I, mm. he comes to show sometimes. He's lovely to me. And I got awesome. to see Temple the Dog. He put us on the list. And I went to go see Temple the Dog. And um, um, this is maybe about six months before Chris died. And I'm walking in and somebody goes, fuck, is that Greg Barrett? And the other guy goes, dude, it is so fucking 90s tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and you would think that I would be hurt. I was so proud of myself. Oh. I was so like... Yes, that's exactly right. I mean, I'm fucking. I was even a little bit old than like, but that I, that that's where I'm seen. I'll fucking take that's it. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right, go yeah. get your fucking nineties nights this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I also had on fingerless gloves and a scarf and a wool cap, and I was doing heroin, so it was. I was leaning it does kind of match it. up. Oh boy, <laughs> it all goes together. Yeah. <laughs> all right, thank all right you so go much, see Greg. Greg. Get your tickets. Heliumcomedy.com. Greg, thank you so much. For thank coming. you guys. I love you guys. Thank oh, you we too. Love you. All right, Greg Barrett right oh here on Fun Planet Radio. That yeah. was awesome. It really, like, being in the room with him is just something something that you should do and you have the ability to do yeah. this weekend if you live in, here in Portland. Absolutely. And, I mean, I'm sure his tour is going other places, too. But if you're here in Portland, go to Helium Comedy, get tickets to go see Greg Barrett. He's just, he's a... Uh, He's a treasure. He's the 90s, man. He is. Yeah, I love that comment at the end, though. That was I'm making me laugh. I'm jealous of that comment. Like, I was just listening my, to myself laugh again. I'm like, yeah, that was that was funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, the 90s are here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I want to say thank you to everybody who tunes into our show. You know, um, wherever you found us, however you're listening to us, make sure you hit that subscribe button on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. And uh, and tweet this out. We'll be posting this on Twitter. We've got a picture going up on Instagram. Share all of those things. That would be wonderful. That'd if, be wonderful. Uh, if people can. And let also, other people know about this show. Yep. So that's, of course, Greg is this weekend. And don't forget, next weekend, next Saturday, is our Fun Employment Radio experience. Pick up your ticket, funemploymentradio.com slash experience. Come yes. hang out with us. It would mean a lot to us. Please do. Yes. Support uh, support the show. Support some local businesses. Support it's local fun. businesses. And uh, yeah, go there now. Funemploymentradio.com slash experience. Awesome. All right. So I want to say, yes, once again, thanks for tuning in. Send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. I'm not going to play birthday Elvis for her, but I do want to wish, even though she's not going to hear this, and I don't think anyone related to me will hear it, a very happy birthday to my niece, Eloise. Oh, boy. Today she turns two. Yep. She's two. Oh, my God. And I bought her presents, and I'm going to see her this weekend. I'm so excited. Straight from Auntie Meatball. And you might be going to Seattle, too, right? So I might you might get to, to see Seattle, her, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh! Yep. I got a thing. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. So we'll be back tomorrow, like usual. And Oh, we've got some stuff already lined up for tomorrow. We do. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Love you all.